Too Many Comics, episode 153. Brooks, I made two visits to the comic shop this past week. But like two different locations, yes. To, yeah, to each of their locations in town. This is correct. So uh, well, I, I've seen the new location of the beach, and I have seen, you know, it's been a super long time since I had been to the Riverside version of Superhero Beach. Well, not, not Beach, Superhero Hive. And so I'm not sure if they've made any changes to what the layout was, but, you know, I was able to get a feel for what they have going on there as well. Um, and like I, like I told the guy, you know, I will feel bad when I come cause it's only once every few months, you know, I'll buy something. I had a, a lying cat Funko pop on hold for me. He then also talked me into ordering the last, um, plush Gus toy from saga. So the That's next nice. time I go, I will purchase that. And, uh, I like the new setup. It's pretty, uh, it's pretty nice. I got a lot of, a lot of stuff going on in there still. My only, so here's my my critique of, of this month's visit. So I only right now have three books in my pool list. Wait, 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 wait. Okay. So which store are we talking about here? This is the the beach. Okay. So this is Jacksonville, Florida listeners. Yes. Okay. I only have three books in my pool list. That being paper girls, saga and super sons. Okay. Obviously I read much more than that. Those are just the three things that I want to buy and print. And as I'm checking out, you know, he, he talked me into, he heard my brother and, and I talking about, uh, Tom King. So he talked me into picking up the Batman annual number two from his, his run, you know, to get a feel of how he writes Batman. Okay. That was kudos on you for listening and recommending uh, that. Absolutely. Um, as I'm checking out, he mentions that there was that super sons dino mutt special. And he's like, you know, I don't know if, I don't know if you saw that. To which I say, I read it on Comixology already, but also, why didn't you put it in the pool? I, I, I pull three books, one of them being Super Sons. Why, well, why would you not think that like the person who has three books considers Super Sons important enough to be one of the three? Why would the Super Sons special not be in it? I don't understand. Well, give this guy a break. <laughs> what is your de- why are you so bougie about this listen stuff? i'm just saying just saying put it in there i, I don't have to do the, that's the whole point of having the poll service well i mean i just feel like i don't want to have to think well but i don't think that you are uh highly ranked enough in their pool people to make them think for you i'm just saying i'm just being honest I can, I, I can understand you, you, that. But you, have, you, have, you have three books. If you had 30 books, you'd be like, take care of this guy. This guy's got tastes. He's got preferences. Make that happen. You, well, not so much. <laughs> <laughs> I can easily move those three books to Cosmic Comics. We're... Okay. And they will give you similar service. I'm not trying to be an asshole because it's so easy. But come on. Give them a break. Okay. Well, that's strike one. If if you're going to frequent the store once every 90 plus days with, you know, $10 to your purchases, that's not their fault. I spent close to 50 bucks. Well, because they ordered a goose, ordered a Gus plush doll as well. So I'm on the hook next time I go in for even more money. I'll see you in uh, October (laughs) (laughs) when you finally make good on that purchase. Okay, well, whatever. I, I just I, – I see their perspective. I see yours as a, as a – can I – can we – are we good friends? Is that fair to say? Uh-huh. 
Okay, well, that's, that's what they're not. That's what we are. So I would know what to expect. All right, well. Speaking of, uh, you know, I, we keep talking about my, my visit home. I have for you a uh, Sidney Crosby Christmas ornament that's been in a, in a drawer in my parents' house. <laughs> <laughs> which I will give to you when I'm home soon enough. That's what friends do. Not what I, they do. I would suggest as well, while you're here, going through your storage Perhaps yeah. taking your saga number one home with you, just in case PKV does another signing. Would you? Would you come with me at all? Would you consider that? It, it's fine. <laughs> just I mean, so it'd be a fun exercise for the two of us to do. Would you consider this at all? You, I, 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 would. Really, I know you're wifed up and you got things to, going on. You would not? Could you possibly? Would you? Could you? Could you on a train? On a plane? <laughs> I could do this. Okay. Okay. That's fine. We'll, we'll get we'll get tacos over there. It'll be great. All right, perfect. Please. Okay. And, and plus you, you'll know what that's like good. You'll be like, oh, that's cool that you have like next to your nephew's wagon this issue of, you know, we can never go home, number one. That's <laughs> <laughs> saying. It's quite a bit controlled. I'm just saying, okay, well, move on, move on. All right. So we've talked uh, a few times about Cloak and Dagger. We've got news now that it was Freeform's best series premiere in years. So are they like counting that as when it flipped from ABC Family to Freeform, or the whole time? I'm not, I wouldn't say the whole time. This is their entire history. Because I mean, I think it's an okay show. I don't think it's, I don't think it's like that great. I think. Well, I mean, their, I'm, 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 well, I'm, no, never mind. So it says their best series launch in two years, as well as the network's biggest audience since the Pretty Little Liars finale. Okay, so that gives us some color. But I mean, uh, I mean, I, still, I think I think it's a fine show. For sure. I'm watching. Yeah. I have not watched the most recent episode, but I will maybe even tonight. Uh, but, you know, this is this is good news. You know, it's it's characters that not a lot of people know. It's on a channel that, you know, is very targeted to its audience. So it, this could have been easily the series could have been a swing and miss for Marvel. Uh, so it's good to see that it's it's found its niche, you know, at least three episodes in. And, you know, the, the audience that it's trying to hit has uh, has liked it thus far. So. That's a, that's always a good thing. I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm in small. I mean, I, I think again, uh, you and I are not necessarily a marker for this, and I have not had the privilege as you have to watch the Runaway Show. But uh, you know, I think that you know, after the misstep that was the Inhumans, which I watched all that shit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I just did. Did you watch any of it, by the way? Any, any? No, of it? not yet. Uh, this show is, is doing better than that. So. <laughs> so we've uh we officially have a bidding war between disney and comcast for fox's assets i don't just get out first of all i don't like, uh, first of all i don't like comcast as a service as a former customer for a long long time get get away walk away like you always do uh give bad interruption breaks and uh don't be involved in this it's my main so, thing. what I know from I think it might have been on a podcast um, of you know, of actual reporters that know a little bit of ins and outs about some of the deals that have been going on. So it, it's been widely reported that obviously Disney has to up the up their offer because their offer was fifty some billion and it was all on stock. Comcast is offering sixty five billion all cash. So the offer itself. Looks better money wise, shareholder yeah, sure. wise from Comcast, yeah. obviously. 
but all everyone apparently on the board of Fox and involved uh, feels that Disney is a better home for the assets, and you know they could provide a better home and still be making you know top dollar on their shares and everything. So I think the from what I gather right now is that Disney would likely counter to sweeten the pot a little bit and Fox would still sort of lean that way regardless. The only thing that would throw it out of whack is if Comcast came back and was like, Hey, here's a hundred billion in cash, some sort of nonsense like that. So like, like they have it also, please. uh, I mean, I mean, seriously, how much can we pull together from too many comics, stocks and bonds? Like uh, $500. Yeah. I mean, I think that's, that's the way to go. Yeah. If whatever I can do to push it over the edge, I'm down. <laughs> Please. Okay, fine. And, uh, you know, that deal has, has a big stake in what the MCU would look like going forward. And, and we talked last week, Kevin Feige is just waiting on that call sure. to be able to start incorporating the X-Men and, and all the mutants into future movies uh, at least for the time being, uh, word has come out that Phase 4, Marvel is planning to make Captain Marvel the face, quote, face of the MCU. What does a quote face mean? Well, it's just that she's going to be the it. The it. She's going to be the so, new Tony Stark. Well, so that face isn't quote for, like, ass? Huh? Like, the, 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 the face, quote, unquote. Am I being like misogynistic? I'm sorry. That that was my uh, yeah. Take. You're losing me. She's going to be <laughs> the new face and leader of the MCU. I mean, that thing, I think that that actually is great. I really do. I do as well. Okay, well, <laughs> uh, well, I mean, I I really do. I mean, I just there's been so much hype and build up. She's an Oscar-winning actress. Uh, she got that little tiny tease after the Infinity Wars movie, and now it's like. Well, What's she going to do? I mean, her first movie is going to be a prequel, and then she's supposed to come back in, with a vengeance in the Avengers 4. So and that's kick some major ass. I hope so. I really do. Well, it's set up for her to do just that. So, you know, and with the success of, you know, something like Ragnarok and what Guardians of the Galaxy has done, uh, you know, clearly they could head a lot of movies into, you know, the space variety. And, you know, I don't know if she would come back down to Earth and. Whatever they have plans for it, it's what, she what, teeters what, between being on Earth and in space. So, you know, the options are there to sort of branch out everywhere. I mean, have you read much of Carol Danvers in your comic book reading experiences? Uh, I think just the first trade of um, that most well that that one that was popular that was uh, was it Kelly Sue DeConnick that did it? Or am I thinking of the wrong? Right, but that like that most yeah. recent like Marvel Now relaunch or whatever it was. I mean, listen, I've been reading Carol Danvers since I was, like, in middle school. And, and I mean, when, I, when I first met her, the whole situation was she had been absorbed by Rogue of the X-Men. It's a whole thing. And then she got uh, spit out, became like a character called Binary, like, which, which, which I think if you're, like, 60 years old is, like, huh, Sonny, you don't even know. Like, like, this character has been around for so long, and the fact that she's finally getting her time in the sun is just very awesome. I I, I mean, I'm, I'm, and now she's, she's, it was Miss Marvel for a long, not Captain Marvel. This is big. It's big. That's why uh, she's going to be the face of the MCU. 
you don't even care. <laughs> you don't even. You don't even care. Oh, I most certainly do. I can't wait to see it all. Uh, all right, fine. Uh, Jessica Jones be set to begin production next week. So we've got Luke Cage coming in a week, I think. Yeah, uh, Iron Fist is shooting or potentially already done. Daredevil's in what the I, works. Yeah, whatever about Iron Fist, but yes, uh, yes. All right. Well, either way, another Jessica Jones season three. So the Netflix shows are are moving right along, and also the Punisher season two is at least casting. It might be shooting. So uh, lots to look forward to there. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, yeah. Living in New York, and once again, I work in New York. I live so close. It is cool to see these things. Like I, I see uh, filming situations all the time. It's kind of fun. Well, get yourself as on as an extra at some point. Uh, I'm too old. <laughs> all right, well, let's play, get to some. I'll, I'll, I'll put the professor in these in all the scenes. <laughs> professor X in the new MCU. Okay, I have my hair though. Thank you very much. <laughs> okay, right, let's go. move on to some books. All right, fine. All right, we've got two new two number ones this week. So it's the first time in, in quite a while that there were two that we couldn't choose from. So uh, first up, we've got the Magic Order, which is the the new book from Mark Miller. This is the first one that's sort of the the Netflix Image Comics combo. Uh, this is number one of six. Um, to briefly describe this, without sort of reading the actual summary, you got a group of people who um, magicians, wizard like that fend off the bad people from the real world. Is that a, a dumbed down enough sort of thing? It's like a family. It's passed down generations. We are greeted to, you know, a, a pretty chilling opening scene of, you know, one of the, one of the villains using a spell through a child to murder someone. Uh, I think that set the tone very, very quickly in this book. Um, and then you sort of deal with the fallout of that, of, you know, clearly, Someone's after something. The family's getting together. You get brief backstories of of most of these characters. Um, I think the book was was kind of interesting. So I I was very much not expecting that opening scene of you know straight utilizing a kid to murder someone. I mean that was um, you know, and if this has intense purposes of becoming a TV series at at one point. Um, it's going to be interesting to see that play out on the, uh, on the small screen, but you know, I like that they did put in the time to develop some of these characters quickly. I mean, it's a whole new world, brand new book. Um, you know, enough little story. I'm not sure how much into the magician wizardry I am, but you know, I think as a only six issue series, um, I'm not sure I had to subscribe yet, but I, I definitely want to read this, uh, when it concludes. All right, so let's go back. So the the team here is Mark Miller and Olivia Coipe, which are two of the best in the business. Uh, I love this book, man. I'm surprised that you are not that into it. I've already subscribed. I loved it. So again, I've already committed to reading the entire thing. I'm just not well, subscribing. That's all. I, well, I'm, I'm not judging. I'm just saying that I am. I'm that much more into it. Right. Um, <laughs> no, but seriously, I thought this was great. Um, I respect uh, the way they really tease this out. Which, again, to your point, is we got this family that's been from generation to generation you know, being sort of behind the scenes, working literally magic. And there is a an opposing force trying to take these this this family down, but I just again the, the just the art is so solid and you know Mark Miller does a lot of stuff, but he's a respectable writer. 
I thought it was great. And also just the, 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 the uniqueness of how Netflix and Image have come together to make this happen. I, I liked it very much. Very much. Yeah, the art's great. And, and I didn't know – I didn't read a whole – I didn't read reviews or anything beforehand. So, you know, I didn't know if it was sort of a, you know, a more playful take on things. I didn't realize how, how grim and it was going to be, how dark, how, you know, sort of rated R and violent. Um, so, I mean, I'm down with that aspect of it. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm, ex- I'm excited to see how it plays out. I just think I'm going to experience it better as a uh, – you know, maybe when the when the sixth issue releases, I'll just buy them all that week and then blow through it. Okay, well, I mean that, that, that's fine too. If you're, okay. you know, but yeah, I definitely no, recommend it. It has an eight point three on Comic Book Roundup. Is that user or critic? Uh, I believe that is critic. I just closed out the tab. Wait one second. Eight point three critic. Eight point eight user. So I mean, that's more than respectable. Yeah, I'd give it a B plus. Okay, well, that's. I mean, I, I mean, I, I enjoyed it very much. But also, like, I mean, hate to be that kind of guy, but I enjoy the artwork that much more. Libby Coipe is like one of the best. Like he barely speaks English. <laughs> as long as he can draw, that's all that matters. Okay, that's fine. Okay, good. So the other new number one uh, was Plastic Man number one. This out of DC Comics. This is written by Gail Simone, artist Adriana Mello. Uh, this is about Plastic Man, uh, named Elo O'Brien. Uh, we so we saw Pl- Plastic Man in the was it the Terrifics that we read the first one? Wasn't he yeah. in that? Okay, yeah. Uh, so this was you know I, I didn't again I didn't know what to expect out of this because I wasn't really feeling the Terrifics and I didn't think it did a good enough job of telling me who these characters were. No, um, a little bit of their of their backstory, and that was a shame because that was Lemire that was doing that, right? Yep. Um, you know, with this, so I, I, I went into this with that sort of bad bad taste in my mouth, but knowing that it was Gail, Gail Simone, wanted to give it a shot, uh, I actually enjoyed it more than I than I definitely thought I would. I mean, I think she did a great job of you know giving you some backstory of Eel, at least for what this what this story is. And I don't know if this is you know exactly how he came to be Plastic Man. If there's if this is a different take on something, you know, I, I know nothing of the character other than basically what I've what I've just read. Um, but there's some play, playful stuff in this. Um, you know, I think it plays off as, you know, as, as good as, you know, some of those singular characters that we've read recently in, in the Marvel books. And and she obviously knows what she's doing with, with telling a story. Um, you know, there was some, some funny parts, some action. I still don't know if I'm, you know, fully into the character. Uh, and that's probably more so of just knowing, you know, absolutely zero coming into this. Um, but I think she did a good job of, of making it friendlier for, for someone like me to come in and actually enjoy at least, you know, the, the one issue to pick up and, and potentially get into something like this. Um, don't know if I would fully subscribe, but uh, would keep my eye on because, uh, you know, I, I like Gail. This is, you know, I'm up for something new from time to time. And, uh, you know, if it stays strong, this could be a, a fun little read uh, at some point. All right. Well, uh, like you said, I don't have any read at all on plastic man i i mean i i've heard of this character for i want to say years and years and years um i did i have no idea about his origin story i didn't know about his what well, what we learned is gangstery situations i guess yes mm-hmm. no yeah. okay um but i mean i, I thought i thought it was well done enough i just i i don't know what i don't know and i, and I don't even know 
where this is going. But you know, Gail Simone is, is, is a talented writer. We both are fans of hers from Crosswind, which is a fantastically done book. Um, she did Domino most recently, which I even got signed. I don't even know where I fall on this, though, to be honest with you. I don't know. Well, that's I mean, not I, a, I was, uh... so the, the, but, but like the but one thing that I thought that gave me pause was that the superhero teams of the DC universe are maybe compromised. That's yes. one thing that, that I thought was kind of cool. Like maybe they're, which is why we need somebody as shady as you, Plastic Man. <laughs> what's going on that's the only thing that i was like oh that, 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 this could be something we could see like a superman situation gone awry or perhaps the teen titans which they kind of reference in a jokey way that's yeah and, and i like that the character doesn't take himself too seriously and, and the writing is like you know i mean um plastic man here like <laughs> i can make myself have a, a 12 pack of abs and could do this other stuff and you know uh, what, what, fully... what, what are you referring to is, that, is the other stuff yeah well yeah yeah okay um <laughs> you know it just it doesn't take himself seriously as as a character and i you know i had thoughts in my mind of you know i'm gonna read this and not like it just like i didn't like the terrifics but you know it was a completely different take so you know a good job by gail to to make it as interesting for a, a completely new person to plastic man I mean, I would like to have a twelve pack of abs as well. I would settle yeah. for like Who a, I mean, like an eight pack. This has an eight point four critic rating and an eight point one user rating, so yeah, it's sitting okay. in that solid so, B territory as well. All right, all right. So, what else you read this week? No, wait, wait. So, next week, I do this every time. Oh my god! All right, so next week we struggled with you know finding something solid that we both wanted to read, and we we weren't going to read the twenty six variant cover edition of Tony Stark Iron Man that Marvel is apparently pushing down everyone's throats. So we are going with regular show 25 years later, number one out of boom studios. This is after the epic battle between pops and anti pops, Mordecai Rigby and the rest of the park continued to live their lives. Now, 25 years later, Mordecai and Rigby have a lot to learn about how things never stay the same. Your new source for regular show content. So the regular show uh, series on, on television ended uh, probably about a year, a year, year and a half ago, maybe. Um, the comics, they, I have read quite a bit of them when they, when they first launched, uh, you know, they were, if you're a fan of the show, the, the comic was, you know, was a perfect, uh, you know, piece to, to read along with it. Just its own contained stories. It, what, what I'm interested with, with this is, is that it's just, you know, you, you've come to love these characters. If you watch the show or, or read any of it, uh, you know, being stupid, it, for better or worse kids that are just hanging out at the park, working, doing stupid stuff, getting the crazy adventures. And now they're 25 years older and it seems like they're still doing the same stuff. So <laughs> I think we can all, all appreciate right. the slacker in, in ourselves. Fair enough. Sounds good. All right. Well, what else did I get to this week? So Mr. Miracle, number nine, this is a continuation of a fantastic series by Tom. Yeah, and Mr. it's so good. So this issue is, you know, we, we've had a couple issues of a lot of fighting. This was strictly at the negotiation table of, of ending this war, uh, you know, back and forth, lots of combos between apocalypse. Um, Mr. Miracle, big Bart is there, you know, it's conversation between the two of them you know, we get you know what each is willing to give up, what that means in their lives. 
And then the word that, you know, dark side has, has other ideas at the end. That's going to sort of throw things in out of whack. You know, this, you text me when you read this, that it was, that this is so good. It, you know, it's all, the book is awesome. It, mm. The way that this is even laid out with just every page being that like nine panel, you know, perfectly split up. I mean, you yeah. can read it panel by panel. It's, it looks great. Just thumbing through on an iPad. I mean, this is, it's a fantastic book and I'm, you know, I'm going to be sad to see it end very soon. Okay. Uh, I agree completely, which, which, which is why I'm so curious and excited that you went into Eternity to Girl, uh, which is now uh, in issue four of, I want to say six, six. Is that right? Yes. Okay. So what, what do you think was happening here? Um, I'm back on board with this. Isn't it great? Yeah. So and especially you know, the especially issue four, which 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 lead into it. You have three to get us there. Go. Well, I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I'm just saying. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not gonna go through like the whole storyline here, but we we read the first issue of this, and I wish I could pick up. Um, I don't have it right here, but what the first issue was, and give give a brief roundup of it. So, Eternity Girl is out of the Young Animal imprint which is what uh, Gerard yes. Way was doing and it's you know it's a shame that's being shuttered um so when I when I saw this come through as I was you know buying stuff at Comixology um you know the young animal stuff that I've read I've I've really enjoyed like I I love Doom Patrol it just kept getting delayed and delayed and you know some of these other spin-offs have have looked different and kooky and you know that's the type of stuff I typically get into and I can't quite remember what what after the first one led me to, to not keep reading. I'd have to go back and listen to the episode. Um, but this was essentially, you know, a, you know, turning girl, obviously um, somebody that, that couldn't die. Uh, she's going to live forever. No escape to be had. Um, you know, she's not a fan of all that's happening. So, you know, these three books continue on that story. Um, you get to the eternal eternal Lord that the crash, um, you get to this, the most recent issue of, a of all these alternate eternity girls throughout endless possibilities. Um, that type of stuff is, is fun to me. Um, you know, I think of, um, uh, God, what's like something recent, even just like, I wish that, you know, somehow you could explore all the possibilities that Dr. Strange saw in infinity war. Um, sure. I like I like different timeline type stuff. Um, you know, the the joking of like the darkest timeline and community. Um, you know, how one little decision could lead to something else and playing those things out. And it's just it's it's drawn so well. It's an interesting character. Um, the coloring is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I mean just a, a whole new story obviously that, you know, coming in knew nothing about and makes me want to go back and read the rest of the young animal stuff that I may have missed and given up on after one issue. So, you know, and it's the issue number four was a 9.2. Yeah. Uh, right yeah, yeah, across yeah. the board. So every, yeah. you know, everyone loves it. So it got two issues left. Um, so yeah, so I'm all caught up and I didn't, sub- I didn't hit the subscribe button, but I should probably just go and do that. Yeah, you should. So this is by uh, Magdalene Visaggio and Sonny Lou. And I think that the thing uh, I mean, I've been, I've been staying current the whole time. This one really took you inward with her, and you got to see, again, all these different ways and lives she had lived. And there was even one where it was Peanuts-based. That's where I was like, this is cool. 
where you know yeah. where Charlie Brown used to try and kick the football and over and over and over again, and she was in the same boat. And within the context of this character that is just so tortured and has just experienced all of these things and has so much responsibility and is just just super conflicted about who is she. I I mean I I I'm all in. I really I thought that was great. I'm I'm glad to see that you're back in, and I and I I'm I'm happy to hear that you have, you know, uh, acknowledged or recognized that it has a certain quality that is very respectable, for real. Yeah. Um, and I'm you know I couldn't think of it as I was talking about it, but the, you know, going through the those different timelines. Um, now that I'm looking at my bookshelf, it's sort of it's you know it's a it's one of the reasons why I like Day Tripper so much. You know, the, mm-hmm. the story was great, but it yeah. was a sense of, you know, here's all these different ways that this man could have could have died. You know, what his life could have been like had he made one different decision here or there. You know, what it all means in the grand scheme of things. It had, a, you know, a similar feel to that. And, you know, that's one of my favorite books I've ever read. So that, you know, that played, uh, that storyline played to, to that part of it. So, yeah, if you're not reading this, it, you, you, you know, you definitely should. So it's only got two issues left. It's a six-issue miniseries. It's easy to get through. Um it's it's good stuff. I thought it was great. And now I'm googling I... the writer because has is there anything else from this person? Madeline Visaggio? I don't yes. know. Do Actually, know she has she, she has something she, she has something new that's I want to say it came out like this week or tomorrow even. Um, she's done some uh, Rick and Morty, uh, Quantum Teens Are Go. Is that, did she create that one? I remember reading that. That was out of Black Mask. Okay, nice. similar. Many more from Power Rangers, Secret Empire, Brave New World, Stronghold, Transformers, Vagrant Queen. Um, anyways, has got some stuff out there that you know is probably you know it could potentially be something worth checking out. Milk Wars. Oh, that was also a, a young animal thing. So, all right. Anyways, sorry to go off topic there, but yeah, it's good. I'm back on board. Um, you know, people should it's check great. it. Out. It's- it, 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 it is legit a great book, and I'm happy to be farther along than you. <laughs> uh, we both have read four <laughs> issues. Um, the last thing I read was the Batman Annual 2 that the comic shop had me purchase. This is um, Tom King written Batman story um, all about uh, his relationship with Catwoman. Uh, so it was a nice little, you know, it's not going to make me want to pick up and read hop on board like a, a super involved title like that. But having just read the, uh, the prelude to the wedding issue with, with Damien's involvement with Catwoman and, and what sort of his relationship is going to be like, you know, it was nice to get a sense of, uh, what she and Bruce mean to each other. So, you know, Tom King's obviously a great writer. Um, if you are a fan of Batman, you're probably already reading this stuff anyways, but, uh, for someone that doesn't, you know, it, it was a good little story to, to understand a little bit more. Okay, well, that's good. By the way, I have already subscribed to the Catwoman series that comes out on July 4th by Joelle right. Jones, who did uh, Lady Killer 1 and 2 that yeah. I know okay. of. And she's writing and drawing that. So nice. it's probably going to be one of the ones we're going to have to do, I think. Uh, that's fine. Fair enough. I mean, I just, I'm a fan. That's all I'm saying. You're reading regular show. Uh, we'll do it. Okay, so what else did I read? So Black Hand... Um, this is by Kyle Higgins, who did Cowl and that other book. I can't. I always forget its name. Hadrian's Wall. That's right. 
Um, this book has been very surprisingly good, and unfortunately, it's not the same illustrator, but it's very good. So it takes place in sort of a in between Europe and America and the Russian parts of the world. That's how we roll over here. That's how well I know. That's how well I know civics. Um, I, all I can tell you is there's a lot of like weird elements happening where people in this small town don't know that they are in a small town. And people outside of the small town want to know what the hell's going on here. And every time I feel like what's happening, we meet this younger character and we're not sure what his story is. And I think he's a supercomputer. That's all I'm going to say about that. And that's the sloppy way of saying what I think that is, is happening. But it, it, it's just very well done. And I, I, you, the way that you have given even like Eternity to Girl a chance, I think that you would enjoy – because you, you did enjoy Hadrian's Wall and Cowl. The same idea here. That's okay. all I'm saying. Like that. Uh, I'm checking it out now. It's the dead hand, by the way. What did I say? Black hand. Oh, damn it. Well, <laughs> it's, thank you for that, dead hand. Um, Mechadet number nine, Greg Pack. This thing is chugging along. When is this supposed to end? Originally, it was issue five. Is it ten? That that seems right, based upon what's happening in this issue. That seems right. Where it, it seems like a balls to the wall kind of issue. Uh, Twelve. God, I wish it was ten. But <laughs> I'm just being honest. So that was good. Um, I also read I Soul number three, which, again, I enjoy this book a lot, man. It's not as funny or as quirky as Saga, but it is even every bit as much as, like, the way they've done some world building and the art is so impressive. And so is the writing. Brendan Fletcher and Carl Kershey. This is uh, Goth- Gotham Academy. That's it. Team. Mm-hmm. Very well done. I'm, I was just one surprise you don't read it, given that that's who's bringing this. There's too many comics. Not doing it. All right, whatever. I'm not. I'm not doing it. I'll dub it uh, in. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Uh, <laughs> I did pick up Super Freaks number one out of Comicsology Unlimited's new output. I see what you're saying. Uh, this is when uh, the uh, would-be uh, superheroes and supervillains inexplicably go missing, and now their minions are left to figure it out. And also, the the, the populace doesn't care for these youngins. Yeah. It's, but it's, it's, it's more of a normal story. But it's also, like, long. Yeah. Even though it was free. <laughs> anyway. And then I read Why Old Man Logan, Ed Brisson's doing this book. I, 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 I hope it ends soon. I really do. One of these days. I, I'm stuck in limbo. Just let's wrap it up. In fact, if 42, because at the end of 41, it said conclusion. If they mean the storyline only, I quit. If they mean the book, well, then I also quit. I'm done. It's it's not that good. Uh, so I've heard. I, they, I, I'm, I'm for sure done. I'm very done. Please, I'm done. Well, you know, I look forward to never speaking of this again. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I, I, I'll make good on that. Go. All right. Well, let's uh, let's blow through some some weekly news here as we are yeah. uh, pushing longer than we like to. So, announced today, Image Comics Invincible lands at Amazon in animated series. Your okay. thoughts, because you have read this and I have not. I mean, I, mean I, I, I hope they do. I enjoyed this very much back in the day. Okay. I really well, did. It was, it's basically greenlit at Amazon. So, eight-episode 
adult animated series, hour long series. Uh, it looks like it's just going to be self-contained within eight episodes. I mean, I, I, I loved it back in the day. Okay. Back, back like last year. I loved it. All right then. Months ago. Uh, we get our first look at Gal Gadot in her Wonder Woman 1984 costume, as that's when Wonder Woman 2 is going to be set. So, uh, you know, filming of this, this was a very successful uh, movie franchise out of DC. Obviously, you know, lots of people are anticipating the, the second one, including me. I, I had a fun time watching this first one. Um, you know, it'll be set in the 1980s. She's, you know, rocking the Wonder Woman outfit once more. So <laughs> Wonder Woman 2, here we go. Yeah, sounds great. Uh, the Max will return in new comics from Sam Keith. Did you ever watch this or read this back in the day? Um, I know of it, but have not, like, read any of it myself. I just remember seeing this character many a times before. Okay. So okay, probably so my this... brother had it or did something uh, with it. All right, so the whole point of this was, was the idea is – we believe that this character is actually like a deranged homeless person. And we get to see one part that and one part his, his, his view of the world to a character that he envisions himself to be called the max. This was at one point, a, 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 a cartoon through MTV ahead of its time for sure. So that's kind of cool that it, I mean, I, I always enjoyed it. That's the main thing. Okay. So weird, creepy, you know, cool. I'm not I'm selling down. it very well. I'm down. You know, and, um, <laughs> Chris Hardwick pulled from San Diego Comic-Con and AMC hosting duties. Uh, do you know the whole story of this? Yeah. I, I read the Medium post from his ex-girlfriend. I read his his take on things as well. So, uh, you know, basically, it's a, you know, Chris Hardwick is being accused of some, you know, sexual misconduct with his ex-girlfriend, uh, some heavy vi- stuff. And, and, and violence. Yeah, and he, you know, his response played it off. I, I, did, not, I did not like his response. Uh, I know this can get into sort of like a he said, she said type thing. Um, yeah. But, you know, to, you know, she laid some heavy stuff out there. And, you know, his response was like, oh, you know, well, you know, we we had a relationship that ended and she cheated on me. I'm like, dude, what? <laughs> I, I mean, I mean, look, 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 look. I don't want to go too dark on this show. Cause that's, that's not what we do, right? But – I mean, it's difficult. I'm going to grab my couch. This it's difficult when you you can't argue with a woman in a certain way, especially when they feel physically intimidated. That's just not a line that I can cross. Where are you on this? Yeah, it's I, it's, it's it's. I mean, like I, there have been times where I felt like I did, and I did not, and I've been assured I did not. When I felt so guilty and terrible, I can't imagine making somebody feel unsafe or threatened or what whatever this woman felt like that's and it sounds like it was pretty severe yeah and i you know i'm of the thought that basically always believes the women when they come forward like this so you know i and, and i know it's hard for them because a lot of people don't believe them when when stuff happens but you know to take the courage to put a whole thing out there like that um you know to be in a public relationship as she was and you know, good on AMC and Comic Con for just sort of stepping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It. You know that that stuff is not important when it comes to all this. Whether you know all the facts or not, it's just uh, you know, let's not put the person out in front until they, you know, until you know, either 
somebody presses charges or they figure out some stuff or, you know, whatever it comes from it. But, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. on them to, cause you could easily keep trotting him out there. He's obviously been a, a, a super nerd through all of the walking dead stuff and nerdist. Oh, that, and so, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, that's the thing when he got scrubbed from that site and everything else. And yeah, I think that I just don't feel like people typically associate somebody who's associated with being a nerd or being geek-like as having the capacity to do that. And it's possible, apparently. You know yeah, what I'm saying? It definitely is. Yeah. I, 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 I mean, I don't mean to be... I'm not trying to get deep, because that's I, I'm shallow as hell. But I just... <laughs> but it, it's interesting how this story has unfolded and how people have responded and everything else. So let's move on. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's horrible news, uh, but good on... AMC yeah, and everyone they, to yeah, people are responding and, and taking action. Yeah, so you know, good on them, and I hope that you know the peace comes from you know putting the story out there and and, and moving on, and whatever justice needs to come happens. Uh, but in other you know regular news, uh, so a new rumor claims that Lando Calrissian will return in Star Wars Episode Nine. What's taking so long? For what? What's taking? For him to return. Okay. <laughs> I mean, the, the real one. I mean, listen, I saw Solo. I'm a big fan of, of uh, Childish Gambino and Donald Glover. Same person, different personas. Mm-hmm. I didn't enjoy the way he did that character. I just didn't. I, it didn't work for me. But, you know, I'm a big fan of um, nostalgia in general. And, it, you know, they obviously brought back uh, Harrison Ford and Mark Hamill and the dearly departed Carrie Fisher bring back Billy D. Williams. Let's, let's do this. That's my thought on this. All right. Well, I hope it happens for you. Well, I mean, me too. All right. And we I'll be there to watch this one. I, you know, I want to see the story keep going. So, well, this oh. should be the last one. It, it, it should be. And it, I hope won't it be. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this whole thing. Let's wrap it up before we're all dead. Uh, it's not going to happen. It's a global warming. That's yeah. the thing. All right. Well, that's sort of sour news to end on. But uh, you know, I hope that your dreams come true and he makes his return. Well, I mean, on, 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 a good, uh, on a good news front, home soon. Movie time. Eating time. Live recording time. Live recording time. That's the best thing. Right. The audience so, loves this. The, well, I hope so, because uh, <laughs> <laughs> if not, you can skip episode 154. There you go. Uh, but if you don't want to skip, uh, tune in next week, because we'll have a live uh, recording of the show in person. It's always look, recorded live, but you know, in person <laughs> uh, for your listening pleasures after the fact at too many comics.com. Uh Hit us up. <laughs>